1: You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is my interview with the composer for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, no Ludwig no Corinson. In my culture, dead, it's not the end. No
0: woman, no cry.
1: It's more of a stepping off point.
0: Eee, little darling, don't not no tears. No. Black Panther has never failed to protect Wakanda.
2: Show them.
3: John Williams, Star Wars, Howard Shore, The Lord of the Rings, Hans Zimmer, Dune, Upcoming with Dune Part 2. Tell me, what is it like having to compose a score for an Oscar-winning score? Is there, like, added pressure that's put onto that when you have to go do the sequel?
2: Um, Absolutely. I think, you know, the success of the first movie uh, was something that, I mean, we could have... I couldn't imagine, I mean, I knew it was special, but like just seeing how it spread throughout the whole world like that and how many people really loved it and and definitely feeling the the, the pressure, but, but not in a negative way, just feeling like, you know, pressure and like, okay, I wanna make something that, you know, meant something that pushed myself so much in the first one, I wanna to try to recreate that in the second one. But then also going through, you know, with, Figuring out like how how do we move forward with this uh, after Chadwick's gone? Yeah, and thinking about also the musical arc of it because so many sounds and so many of the themes that was tied to his character in the first movie. You know, I don't know. I'm, I wasn't really sure how how am I how would I even use that now in the second movie in a way where it makes you know where it pays. Respect and it makes sense because it's just a little sound of the talking drum has so much weight to it. So um, that was that was definitely a, a challenge and something that I wanted to put time into to make sure that we got it right.
0: History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies, big and small, on conflicted
3: I think you did get it right for sure, because not only is the movie epic in its scale with the music, but also uh, it's also really moving at times too, in the way that it does it pays tribute to Chadwick Boseman's legacy. I wanted specifically to talk about the sounds that you had to create for the underwater kingdom of Telecon. and can you just dive into, no pun intended, dive into that a little bit and uh, tell me what went into creating that?
2: Yeah. So when I when I read the first rendition of, of Ryan's script and I, I I read about the telecoms and read about Namor and, and Ryan telling me how it's, you know, this is heavily inspired by Mayan culture and, and he connected me with the professor, Mr. Geraldo, and uh, I got on the phone with him and him telling me about Mayan culture and Mayan music and, you know, and I... I Pretty quickly understood that you know this this is a culture that was you know forcibly erased and the music is erased so so we don't know exactly what it sounded like we don't know exactly what the notes were how the music was played but I made a decision to go to to Mexico and to to go to Mesoamerica and first I went to Mexico City because there were some incredible specialists mu- musicians there that are all, like musical music archaeologists that have been researching Mayan music and like finding the instruments in the graves and seeing how, you know, seeing some of the holes on the flutes and seeing, okay, these intervals were used the most. Or Mm -hmm. they've been seeing some of the codecs and seeing the turtle shells were played a lot. So you can kind of research and find different ways of how the music could have sounded like and some of the instruments that were used. And so I spent a lot of time um, recording with these incredible musicians. And I also uh, wanted to also record with some people and musicians that could also sing and rap in Mayan. So that's when I went to Yucatan Peninsula and I I, I came in contact with this incredible uh, young rap community that that raps in Mayan. And we did a song together. It's only, I think, only one million people in the world that speaks Mayan left. Wow.
3: I love the way that the score utilizes uh, vocals as well, incorporates that into the music all throughout. There just seemed to be a lot of stuff that you did on this score that was so different than the uh, first film score, while also retaining uh, the same identity uh, that you set up for the world of Wakanda. Um, and I thought that was really cool how the music just pushed further in a different direction. Uh, it just seemed so much more expansive uh, yeah. this time around. Uh, can you talk about like any unique instruments that you implemented um, and also too specifically I want to ask about the uh the telecons uh, like sonar mm-hmm. sound that they uh, use throughout I don't know if that's so much uh you working with the sound team and incorporating that um, but can you just talk to me a little bit about uh, that work and especially like how they use yeah. that for the
2: hypnosis so on this movie Ryan and I got to create we've been always trying to make a, a create a unique sound, immersive experience. Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate enough to work in in two different worlds. You know, I I work in... I I produce a lot of artists and I also write a lot of film scores. And Mm -hmm. this was one of the first movie where I was able to really encapsulate both of those experiences and turn it into one man's job. And so I was able to record score for the movie and also work with contemporary artists and write songs and produced songs during the same time I was working on the score. So that that meant that for the score I was able to use elements from the songs and from the songs I was able to draw in elements from the score. Mm -hmm. So, and I recorded all simultaneously in Mexico and in Nigeria. Wow. And Ryan actually, Ryan came with me to Nigeria and we were there together working with the artists that you are in the movie.
3: I mean, you're going to have to clear that mantelpiece for a second Grammy for soundtrack <laughs> at this point.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> Don't you go there
3: But can you can you talk about like just coming up with Ryan? You guys I know are really close. Uh, Ryan's done all of his films with you. Does does he just let you do your own thing at this point or what what's that collaboration like?
2: I always feel like we're doing it, you know, we're working together as a team, you know, and, and he makes you feel like he's got your back and he makes me want to push myself and we always have a you know creative conversation throughout the whole process of the movies even when he's super busy shooting the movie he's like working 24 hours a day you know we even even then we touch you know i we're in contact like i'm I, i might be out in mexico recording music and recording songs with artists and i'm sending them to him when he's on set and he's playing it for his actors they listen to it they give notes they send it back to me you know, and, and we continue working like that. And that's also how I, you know, the, 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 the song you hear during um, Namer's origin story, it's a beautiful yeah. song I wrote with this incredible, two incredible Mexican artists, Vivier and Mari. And that song became so powerful and her vocals and the melody was so inc- interesting, I thought. So I used that for this, and tied that in together with the sonic sonar sound that the sirens are singing in the beginning. Yeah. And so that melody becomes a through line through the whole movie. Even the the Rihanna song that you hear in the end, you know, that theme and, and you know, with it's you hear that theme through line throughout the whole score. And yeah. so when the song hits you finally hits you we hear the whole song, it's like a very emotional experience.
3: I agree. little bit of acoustic guitar never hurt anybody either in that regard. Uh, There's just so much to appreciate and to explore here. Uh, Like I said, I think it's just such a wonderful expansion upon what you did with the first film, and I'm really, really excited for people to take a listen to it. Also, looking forward to upcoming projects as well, continuing work with Christopher Nolan and, you know, beyond. And we're also uh, rooting for you as well for your work that you did earlier this year on uh, Turning Red uh, in this year's award season. So, uh, Ludwig, just all the praise, all the congratulations in the world. And thank you for your time here. Of
2: course. Thank you. It was great talking to you.
3: Absolutely. You have a good rest of your day.
2: I right, you too. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Academy Award winning composer Ludwig Göransson here on the Next Best Picture podcast. His latest score for Black Panther Wakanda Forever can currently be streamed on available music services and the film can be seen in theaters right now from Marvel Studios.